We are in the final stretch of what's next with Ronica. She's Ronica, and she has been talking to former student athletes who are excelling now in sports entertainment. And you got to talk to another game changer. He was a part of our first game changer retreat in Miami. And I think Emilio was the furthest person that we had come. He was coming from UC Riverside to Miami to be a part of our cohort. Um, And, you know, what was it about his experience or what he took away from that retreat that really kind of um, just like, excited you or got you thinking about okay I can do this too well first of all all the game changers that we have had on this I am extremely jealous they've all had such amazing experiences and keep in touch they have a new friend group I'm like man can I get added to one of those group chats like I want to be a part of it too but his experience uh he talked a lot about the mentors that he got to meet there and right away like one thing that caught my attention was it's a six-hour flight back home and he had the journals blank and he said he wrote down like four three or four pages of making goals for himself because he was so inspired by mentors like Jared Barnes who we had earlier in the show and he wanted to start planning out his life something that he didn't think about before and it was really the game-changing retreat that did that for him well Emilio is uh uh someone who stepped kind of right into what he's doing now at UC Riverside. It's his alum school, so he didn't have to venture too far. What is it that you think people should really take away from his journey? That your school doesn't stop helping you once you graduate. Yeah, it's your job. It's their job while you're there. But when you make connections with people and you're genuine with them, then they're not going to want to cut you off. Uh, You keep those relationships, and when you're done, then they want to continue to have you in their lives or a part of the university. And when I asked him about the resources, he was like, all of them. Like, he was in the academic center, and then he became a volunteer assistant, and now he's an assistant. So he really used the school to his advantage, and I think a lot of student-athletes think maybe only when they're there, the school helped them, but even when you leave, if if you make those genuine relationships and you're true to yourself and true to who you speak to, then they will last a lifetime as long. It's like once a duck, once a, I don't know their mascot, but once a vol or vol, always a vol. <laughs> like, yes. it, it mean, they mean it. And as long as you're a genuine person, then you can use them or they can use you as long, yeah, as, it, as, long as you want. Yeah, because at the end of the day, anytime their student athletes have success after playing, it looks good for the school. So I always yeah. try to remind people of that. Like, they need you to do well, but you have to hold them accountable as well on your journey and and using all your resources. And Emilio definitely did all of those things. And you're going to hear about that and more in Ronica's conversation with Emilio. Final (laughs) countdown is here. So enjoy this conversation and hang in with us. We're almost done. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So the fun fact, first of all, when I was looking up, you went to St. Francis? Yes, I did. I went to Valley Christian. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty cool. Yeah, I um, I actually, I grew up closer to uh, Valley than, than St. Francis, but uh, I grew up Valley. in Evergreen. Uh, my sister I went to St. Francis. I grew up in Evergreen. Oh, that's, 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 that's weird. <laughs> so weird. What? <laughs> yeah. 
your, your sister went, when did you graduate? 2013. 13. So yeah. I was, did you ever go to a volleyball game? Um, no, to be honest uh, with you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Not hurt at all. Could have seen me play as a freshman. <laughs> but <laughs> you first started out at San Diego State and then transferred to UC Riverside. Yeah. What? It was before the transfer portal. So yes. what was your, What did your transfer process look like? Um, so that was, that was a little, uh, I shouldn't say complicated, but it was, it was, uh, it was definitely different than what's going on now. Um, so for me, it was just kind of a conversation I had to have with, uh, our head coach and assistant coach. Um, and it was just kind of like, Hey, you know, um, this is something that I, (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, you know, that I, out of high school, you know, um, as, as I'm sure, you know, you know, you're thinking, um, I mean, one is always location, 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 you know? And, um, you know, I, I think I was, I was trying to find somewhere where I thought I'd be very comfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. and ended up not not being, (coughs) sorry, excuse me. Um, it ended up not really being, you know, the place where I felt the most comfortable and was really being true to myself. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of just, you know, I went in there and asked for the release and, um, you know, the process kind of moved from there and, um, I found my home and, uh, at UC Riverside. Now being on the other side of things, seeing it from a coaching perspective, what advice would you give to student athletes who want to transfer? I know it's completely different since it's the transfer portal, but what advice would you give to them? Um, well, I think the, the biggest, um, the biggest advice I can give is it's, it's really a, you got to be true to yourself. I think that that's probably the, the biggest advice that I can give. Um, you know, you shouldn't be in a place that you don't feel comfortable or you feel like you're trying to fit in and not really fitting in or um, trying to be somebody you're not. And I think that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something that I really had to figure out uh, as I, you know, kind of went through that process and, um, you know, if you really don't feel comfortable or you feel like it's not the right place, I think it's, it's, it's definitely something that you can, um, you can, you know, find for yourself, but, um, you also don't want to just say like, oh, it's, it's an easy way out because I'm not playing or this and that. Um, because I think there's, there's value in, you know, pushing through things and and trying to challenging yourself and, and things like that. But, um, I think if it's as a person, if you really don't feel that, you know, you are being yourself or you can't be your full self, um, I think that's, you know, that's the question you have to ask yourself before, mm-hmm. you know, making that decision. Yeah. And after you finished, obviously, you're the assistant coach for UC Riverside now, mm-hmm. but was coaching something that you always wanted to do? Um. Yes and no. It was it was kind of always there. Um, I, I liked. I think leaving uh, San Diego State and getting to UCR, um, and not only that experience, but growing up, I've had some really really good coaches um, that have helped me get to the place that I was at. Um, you know, all the way from the youth level through the national team. I was on the national team when I was a, a little bit younger, so. Um, kind of having a spectrum of, of abilities of coaches 
um, really one, I had to go through some things that I didn't want other people to really go through mm-hmm. um, as, as young athletes uh, and then student athletes, uh, you know, to take it even further. So um, I think, you know, having to go through those types of things and not wanting you know, other future generations to future students, student athletes to want to go through that is, is a big reason. Um, and then just kind of the love for the game. You never really, um, you never really want to get out of it, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, it's something you always want to keep close to your heart. And, um, you know, that's for me, that was that extra benefit, you know, keeping it close. And, um, and I was able to, you know, to, I was lucky enough and gracious enough to, to get that, uh, that position. Yeah. What resources did the school provide for you? Because I saw that you were interning and then you yeah. came. Yeah. Uh, volunteer so, assistant. so it's it's funny because like when you're trying to get into whatever it may be, you kind of think like, oh, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. And it's kind of that straight, you know, a beeline straight yeah. towards that. Um, but it's not, and it's, it's, it's a marathon and everybody has their own paths to get, um, to, you know, the destination mm-hmm. that it may be. Um, so for me, I, <laughs> this may sound a little weird, but I didn't want to move back home when, um, when I was going to graduate, I wanted to stay there. I loved Riverside. Um, I loved mm-hmm. the community. Um, so I had to figure out, you know, kind of going into my junior year, what was I going to do to support myself? No more scholarship, you know, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> How am I going to support myself? Um, Stipend you know, is not hitting. <laughs> exactly. None of that stuff, you know. So um, I was, you know, just kind of reaching out to different people. Um, I had a few mentors at the time, and um, I started to just reach out within the department. Um, I went to our SWA to see, Hey, is there any, um, you know, any opportunities that, you know, I can stick around and, you know, get paid or internship or whatever. Um, and kind of just, you know, asked myself around and kept asking, 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 and ended up, um, with our student athlete, um, support services, um, that helps with academics and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. was able to intern there for probably a year and a half. Um, mm. and then I actually started in my last quarter while I was playing as well. So I was finishing my last quarter in undergrad playing my <laughs> final season and, um, interning at the same time. So, um, so kind of getting through that. And then after that kind of having my foot in the door to help me continue to intern um, was, was awesome. So yeah, How, the, I, all yeah. the resources possible, <laughs> I, I definitely use. How are you able to juggle having, having to play well in your sport, do well in school, be successful in the internship all at mm-hmm. the same time? Well, for, I mean, for me, I kind of did a little bit of planning ahead of time in terms of my mm-hmm. academics. So um I I kind of had all I had all of my major requirements done, um, you know. Nice. So I was just in <laughs> in some nice classes my last quarter. Um, so, but even with that, you know, you got to take your, uh, you know, you got to do your work. And I think trying to figure out what was a priority in those specific moments, and obviously time management and and um, you know, your work rate and your kind of grit to push mm-hmm. through late nights and stuff like that. Um, you know, that experience 
really experiences all through, you know, growing up um, really came in, you know, to a point into a head uh, during that time. And uh, it wasn't easy, but, um, but it paid off at the end for sure. And I saw you were a 2018 game changer, mm -hmm. part of the winning edge retreat. Yeah. What were your top three takeaways from that experience? Um, well, I think being a part of, you know, Winning Edge, uh, being part of that 2018 cohort, um, you know, I, I actually, I grew up a lot um, after that or kind of through that whole process. Um, and for me, it was really just, you know, I, I'm gracious to, you know, Corrine and, and Maria to, you know, having put all that stuff together. Um, and, you know, I, I still keep in contact uh, with, uh, with some of the cohort members and, um, and Jared Barnes. Um, mm -hmm. What's up, Jared, if you're, if you're, if you're watching? <laughs> um, because I, I think there was a lot of things that really uh, kind of hit me um, mm -hmm. and made me really think about you know, what, what's next that, I mean, yeah. it's, it's funny, you know, this is, this is called <laughs> what's next, but, um, but that was, that was, that was the question, you know, who are you as a person um, and what's important to you and, and how do you want to move forward from that, you know, and um, really just being a sponge at the environment um, over there was, was priceless, you know, to yeah. hear, you know, so many successful people in, in sports business was, uh, was awesome. How did you see your growth transfer into who you are today? Uh, well, you know, it's it's funny because on that flight back from Miami, um, and I kid you not, uh, on that flight back, we had a, you know, a whole notebook and, you know, a workbook and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. there was a, a notebook that was just blank pages. We got a pen and then everything like that. And uh on that flight back, I don't know, it was five hours, six hours from Miami to, yeah, to, to <laughs> yeah, Southern California. So um, on that flight back, I'm writing just, you know, one thing that Jared always used to say was, what's your brand? You know, mm -hmm. like, who are you as a person? And what do you want other people to, to know, you know, and, and when somebody hears about you or you know, what you're doing, your business or whatever, like, what is, what do you want them to think? And I wrote like three or four pages of just, you know, I wrote on the top, what is my brand? Like, what is your brand? And I just started writing, kind of mm -hmm. started putting goals down of what I wanted to achieve and all that stuff. And, um, and, and that was a, a big moment for me because it was me writing it down, you know, mm -hmm. it was me putting it on paper. Um, and it really started to show, Hey, this is something that, I want to do for myself because, yeah. you know, being around people that is just so motivating, you know, um, there's the saying that you are, you know, an average of the, the three to four people that you surround yourself by, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think really being surrounded by so many people that were so motivated and wanted to do better and um, are really searching to, to, you know, leapfrog themselves into the next, uh, the next chapter of their life uh, was definitely something that, you know, it really hit me and I just started writing things down. Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely, definitely pushed me to kind of where I am. And, um, and even then, I mean, I'm still, you know, figuring some things out as well. 
you know, um, what's really important to me. Uh, what I what do I want to have for my future life and, and everything like that. So. And I know from my team, there's so many Zoom meetings going on right now because mm -hmm. you, don't, you just can't get to the field, the court, the pool, wherever. Yeah. So while you are in these meetings, what talking to your players, what advice can you give them to help benefit them in their future? Outside a, of sports. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I mean, the, I, I'm sure you know, you know, the biggest kind of hurdle you have to get over is, is are we going to be playing, you know? And, and yeah. that's, um, that's the biggest kind of mental hurdle that everybody's kind of going through right now. Um, even as coaches, you know, like how do we continue to prepare, you know? Um, but we have to, because it's, it's good to be prepared. Uh, so, you know, really just preparing for your future, you know, what do you, what do you think kind of going back to what I said earlier, what do you think is, is important for what you want in your future? You know, if it's, um, I'm going to be ready. I mean, if it's on the field, I want to be ready for, you know, X, Y, and Z goals for the season. Um, boom, I'm going to continue to work on it. If it's off of the field and, and, you know, you set yourself a goal that I want to have a 3.8 GPA this next, uh, this next quarter. I want to take two extra classes in the summer because, you know, I want to be prepared to um, have an internship in the fall um, mm -hmm. or after that, whatever it may be. And, and just kind of leap yourself forward. I think figuring out what is important to you yeah. um, is going to help you decide what is next. And I think there's a lot of time to think about all of yeah, those things. Absolutely. We'll open it up to questions. Let's see. Kareem, how have your mentors shaped your career journey? I think keeping in contact with them is, is obviously very important. Um, you know, I, I've been grateful enough to have, you know, a few um, over the course of the past, you know, six seven years um you know I, I already mentioned jared uh you know with the la rams uh, i have scott brooks um he's at asu um he's an associate director of the global sport institute over there um he was a professor of mine at ucr uh, before he went over there and i did some research with him and um and just really just bounced questions off of him but um having somebody to talk to about what you um, what you're interested in for one, um, what they're interested in and really just being able to bounce things off of each other, uh, is, is something that, that is invaluable. Like you can, you can't get that all the time, yeah. you know, and, and having somebody who's, who's been through it, um, to help guide you through that process, uh, has been priceless. Yeah. That's exactly why you're here. Cause you've been through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I can't see. Um, what advantages did you have as a student athlete that has helped your career? Uh, grit is <laughs> is one. Um, having to to push through things, um, you know, is something that that you can take with you everywhere. Um, obviously, the time management and, and stuff like that. Uh, one thing that I've started to realize is as student athletes you have so much to give to the workplace to 
you know, your team, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many characteristics that you develop um, being a student athlete that you can put towards anything, you know, um, it's, there's just so many things. It's, yeah. it's crazy that um, I've started to realize, you know, as a coach, having to do something that I've never really done before in the office or whatever it may be. But, hey, um, I did it for my, you know, psych 144 class, you know, <laughs> um, I've had to make whatever it may be, but being able to, to recognize things that I've done in the past to, you know, either as a student or an athlete to, uh, you know, help use in the future is, mm-hmm. you know. What is your end career goal? Um, I don't know, you know, and that's, <laughs> and, and that's, that's the beauty of it, you know, and, and that's okay. <laughs> I think that's, like I said, that's the beauty of it. I mean, I'm starting um, grad school. I'm, I'm going to get my master's in the fall, uh, starting in the fall. I'm going to be going back to school. So um, I'm going to be doing that uh, for getting my master's in, in school counseling all the way K through, um, through college. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, so I'm going to be going to be doing that just to, to better myself. You know, um, I think bringing a background of, of athletics to, you know, something like as simple as school counseling, um, you know, whether it's a, as a coach or as a school counselor, who knows, but, um, but bringing that extra package of, you know, athletics to anything from, you know, eighth graders to high schoolers trying to get into college or collegiate, you know, athletes that need help trying to figure out what they want to do for their future, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and career development type of stuff. It's, you know, I think just you're, you're never going to stop learning. And, um, and I think once you, I think once you figure out like, Hey, I, I, I think I've reached this point, like you stop learning. And, and that's something I never really want to do. I never want to stop learning. I always want to push and continue to go. Um, so to answer the question, I don't know. I don't know what, what's, <laughs> you know, what, what's going to happen next or what my end career goal is, but I know I have some personal goals of things that I want to achieve on a personal level. Um, and if that pushes me in one direction or another, so be it. But, you know, I, at least I know I'll be being true to myself. Yeah. Two more questions. Okay. Who's the one coach in any sport that you'd like to sit down with? That's a good question. That is a really good. I question. don't even know who I would choose. Um, There's so many great coaches. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good question. Um, I guess I'll I'll keep it kind of simple um, and kind of stick in in the soccer, uh, the soccer realm. Um, I think Jurgen Klopp is somebody who uh, he's a big time coach in in the English Premier League and uh, for Liverpool, and he's done something incredible uh with what he has and everywhere he's went he's had success um but he seems like a just a very motivational person Mm -hmm. um and i think having him you know just speaking to his experiences and you know it's a big thing in the soccer culture to dress professionally on the sidelines and i mean in any athletics you know culture really um except maybe maybe american football and in baseball um (laughs) you know but 
I think, but he's just on the sideline, just rocking whatever he wants to wear and the tracksuit or whatever. Um, but he does it and, and, you know, he's true to himself. And I was just reading an article yesterday um, that he was saying, you know, being true to yourself, your coaching, your soccer will come out of it because it's who you are. You know, mm -hmm. you can't be somebody, you know, even if I wanted to be emulate everything that, that Jurgen Klopp does, it's never going to be Jurgen Klopp. It's always going to yeah. be Emilio, you know? Um, so I think he's one, I think another one is, um, Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, he's a Argentinian coach, um, coaching in England as well in the lower leagues. Um, but he's had so much influence over the years. Uh, so. Let's see. Does a first time coach need, oh, does a first time coach need a defined coaching philosophy or is it better to let that develop organically as you get experience? Rob Mosley, great question. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is a great question. Um, very specific. Um, I think I think one there's there's kind of two parts to this question. Um, I think having a coach uh, that's not a word um, a coaching philosophy um, is different than having a soccer philosophy because um, I think as as a player, you kind of have your own ideas of how teams should be playing and things like that. So they're different, but they're also, they also influence each other, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, so as a first time coach, do you need to have a defined coaching philosophy? I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't, I continue to get influenced by other coaches. And um, I mean, the coaching staff itself, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes then that you don't know. Um, that you don't really experience as a player. So um, I had one idea as, as a player and, and have been influenced by other coaches growing up. Um, when I got to college, it's slightly different. Um, has that influenced me 100%? No, but has it influenced me a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, think, I think it develops organically and, and that's okay because um, again, not even the best coaches in the world, obviously they have a philosophy of how they wanna do things. Um, but some people change to their environments as well. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can be a very good lower, you know, tier team, um, and, and boss the game for whatever you're doing and you're going to play the best team in the, in the top tier, you're going to have to change your philosophy a little bit. You know, you're, yeah. I think you would be a little naive to just try to implement, you know, or try to enforce what you do well against somebody that maybe does the same thing on a, on a whole nother level. Um, that doesn't mean you have to change your philosophy, but I think you yeah. can, um, you can, you know, tweak it here and there to, to kind of make it your own. And we've, we've reached the time, but before you get off, what is one token of advice or a little piece that you want to leave with student athletes as they start their journey and figuring out what's next? Um, <laughs> If you love doing something, um, it's going to make it easier to do. So I, people always say, like, if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. So it's not around those lines, you know, but I think one thing that um, has really stuck with me um, is, you know, and actually Jared mentioned this to me, is, is you want to, people want to feel safe, they want to feel valued, and they want to feel heard. You know, and, and those three things 
can go into any part of, of your life, whether it's being a captain on your team, um, being a player on your team, or as a coach, as a business person, starting your own business, entrepreneur, it doesn't matter, you know, it, but people want to be safe, valued and heard. And I think if you keep those three, three, three things in your mind, um, when making decisions, um, you know, deciding what to do in your own life, are you safe? Are you valued? Are you heard when you're accepting this new job? Um, are you going to have those things? Is that important to you? And, and I think if you keep those three things in mind as well, you're going to, you're going to be able to, to touch other people, but also be in a good environment for yourself. Um, if you're accepting a new job or going transferring to a new program or whatever. It yeah. may be. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. I, there's been a lot of compliments on your hair. Didn't <laughs> see short hair, but love the long hair. Long hair. <laughs> and uh, enjoy the rest of quarantine. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, this is awesome. Thank you. No, thanks.